Michelle Tuzman, welcome to RevAmp. We're glad to have you here today, and uh, we look forward to learning much more about you and your experiences as a sales operations leader. For those who don't already have the pleasure of knowing you, please just tell us a little bit about your role, who you work for, and, uh, and perhaps a little bit about your company. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me. So, Michelle Tuzman, I work for Electric as the sales operations manager. My job mm -hmm. is to enable and optimize the role of the SDRs and AEs in getting Electric new business. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> and, and what does Electric do for those of us that, that don't know? Yeah, Electric is a New York City-based startup and we're uh, modernizing IT support. We're doing things differently, um, more automated, more personalized, um, faster support at a fraction of the cost. So we're doing cool stuff. Very good. And when we were doing our, our previous prep session, um, you shared with me the fact that you've gone through a transition in your sales operation process and approximately a year ago, give or take, you made the move to what you could call a spray and pray type um, acquisition strategy over to something that's much more account-based and, and targeted. Um, let's just start off by, by helping us to understand why, that, why you made that transition. What was the catalyst for change? Yep. So when, when I started um, at that time, at that point in time, what was happening was we were do, like emailing, calling uh, bursts of maybe a hundred accounts at a time, for example. And what we experienced was by that, by that point, we've had enough conversations to start being able to sift through what kind of conversations are the ones we want to be having versus what are the kind of conversations that maybe we can sift away and that are not necessarily like qualified opportunities for us. So mm -hmm. with that kind of understanding of what essentially is much closer to an ideal customer profile, we can now understand, or at that point we understood, okay, let's get more specific. Let's try to have more of those conversations we want to have and less of those conversations that we don't want to have. And with the kind of conversations we want to have, let's be, let's be more intentful with who we want, who we reach out to and how we outreach them. Instead of just calling and blasting them for emails and, and calls for three days, let's have a more thoughtful three week approach where, you know, partly, partly automated, but partly customized, making sure that we're, um, that we're thoughtful with how we want to interact with our prospects and hopefully convert them into, you know, partners to electric. So that was a bit of the strategic overview. What were the fundamental building blocks to start that project back then? Like, where did you start? Did you start with KPIs? Did you start with aligning the right technologies? Did you start with defining the right target list? What was the starting point for you? It was what we started with was uh, redefining the process. Uh, we will uh, right now is more of the time now that we've had that you know that in place for a year where now we want to invest in technology and we um, we have ideas of of, who, of what partners we want to work with to help us get to the next level with technology. Mm -hmm. But getting to this point was much more around redesigning a process that um, a does look at you know what is our ideal customer profile? Who do we want to be talking to? So things like employee size, you know, under a certain threshold, companies don't really need electric as much as would be a nice to have. But then there's a threshold that, or, you know, around 20 employees where, you know, it's, it's too time consuming for the CIO or CTO or 
IT leader or you know whoever is most capable at the time to be supporting uh, the IT infrastructure of their company on top of their actual job. And that it starts to make more sense to have a conversation with us. So um, everything from who we talk to, we start to get more more intentional on, you know, are there industries that we don't want to be talking to because it doesn't make sense for them? Um, so that's kind of the first piece on who we target. And then how how does the actual machine work? So at one point we were, you know, just pumping accounts to our reps' names, and then we heard feedback from them that they want that they have a good sense of what a good prospect might look like. That they would like more, um, they would like to be enabled more to be to be part of the account selection process. So then we iterated to a queue where. Um, the, and the queue itself was also an iterative process, but we we started with here, you know, for two weeks, here's a queue of, you know, 200 accounts. And over the next two weeks, you choose, you, you filter through the queue and you find what you think are the best accounts. Then we expanded it to a quarterly queue um, that would enable them to have more accounts over time to choose from. Um, and we got, um, we, be, we designed the outreach sequence to be not a three-day sprint but a longer one uh, with mixed with mixed types of uh, touch points okay and how long was it until you started to see or feel the difference um in the impact of the results was it something that was overnight in in week one week two i'm guessing not was it within the same quarter what was the, the sense of impact so larger sense of impact definitely took time but the beauty of the new sequence we actually did start to see the results on week two and week three because the week two and the week three opportunities that were converted wouldn't have otherwise converted in a three-day sequence so actually right and right right away you could see like oh wow if i work an account a little longer i'll actually be more likely to convert it and that's a conversion rate that you know that we track um how did the conversion rate pre um or during spray and pray look like differently than you know more strategic um so yeah the 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 roi kind of came immediately on weeks two and three and then over time you can see the aggregate um increase on conversion rate off of larger batches of accounts not just the first batch that we changed over but over time you see how conversion rate will go up when you when you uh, nurture the prospect a little more, get them a little more, you know, uh, uh, acquainted with who you are, why you're reaching out, why should I even respond? And then, you know, it takes people different times to respond. Um, I'm actually pretty quick when people out, reach out to me and if I think there's value, I'll respond right away. Um, but other people might need to like sit and think, and be like, okay, well, you know, they sent me this link, this, rec- this article, maybe I should talk to them. And that's, that can take two, three weeks. It can take, two months. And so that's one of the things that we're going to be working on as a, as a as working towards our goal state is now even increasing from a three week cadence to nearly a two month cadence. Um, so again, that we can increase our conversion rate. So did the metrics change then over, uh, over this project? How did they change? Yeah. I mean, everything from conversion rate, which is, you know, activity to opportunity to we we follow a uh, a framework measuring our pipeline which is you know the, the beginning of an opportunity towards qualified uh pipeline so we track the metric of the movement of any opportunity and how much of you know 100 opportunities what percentage of those opportunities will move to qualified pipeline so we we measure that move metric and then we met then we measure the win metric on the qualified 
um, on the qualified set of, like subset of opportunities. So all of those metrics increase the more strategic and targeted you get. So I'm guessing uh, probably productivity of the team was a byproduct of this too, that now people were able to focus more on the quality rather than the noise. Um, yep. Did you just use the same technology that you already have in place the same way? Did you change the way that you used it? Was there an evolution? Did you have to add new pieces of technology to the stack to connect the, uh, the journey or, or the flow? What were the decisions that you had to make when it came to the technology that you use? Absolutely. So investing in outreach was was the first made like big uh, tech investment that we had to do to accomplish these goals. Um, without a sophisticated tool like that, you can't customize and set up all these triggers and um, automations without a tool that can help you do that. It's also um, so it's very interesting, actually, be before outreach, I would maintain a calendar of uh, 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 of trailing activities that need to be ha need to happen on any given day based on the the day of a sequence and mind you there you know an AESDR is is handling three batches at a time so every, you know it's a three week cadence so at any given moment you're working three batches of sequences so I would maintain a calendar and every single day I would ping the AESDR Slack channels be like hey guys today is day ten call these accounts email these accounts it was not scalable <laughs> whatsoever so outreach to completely remove that need obviously right there there outreach tells you call this email this do this everything you know you don't you don't lose any activities you don't lose any follow-ups it just tells you what you need to do versus you know some slack from sales ops yep yep so outreach that was that was it that was the, the whole change or is there anything else that you did in terms of tech so in terms of investing in tech in the past year um for to facilitate outreach it would you know that would be the main one we recently got we got gong um which is going to really help with understanding the types of conversations we're having and how we can improve our messaging how we can improve our our, our coaching um so that's a big one and then things that we're looking into now which i think will also make will will be part of what's required to get to the next level for us are like intent signals and uh, intent and uh, yeah, it's intent and signals uh, technology. So in terms of where we've been, we invested in Gong um, and outreach and going forward, I think the tools that are going to really make a big difference for us are intent and signal tools. So something we're evaluating right now, um, we were evaluating Bambora and G2 Crowd as ways to understand how can we get even more strategic on account selection. Currently, our reps will go into their queue, they will look at primary industry, they will look at last activity date, they will look at employee size segment. These are great from a graphics to, to filter through, but what do you do when you have a thousand accounts that are okay, you filter down to your thousand accounts that all else equal are good accounts. How do you know which five, 10 to target. And we need technology to help, uh, to help answer that question. We need something, we need intense technology to say this, you know, this company is a likely buyer or is likely interested in something you have to offer because they're searching these topics. You have a problem or the, the prospect has a problem that they're looking to understand, either understand, educate themselves better on or actually actively evaluating a vendor. Those are the people we want to be talking to because we can help them.
Absolutely. It makes a lot of sense to me and I'm definitely familiar with that. Um, so rounding up now in terms of we covered tech stack, we've covered metrics. Um, in terms of success, what have been the takeaway successes that you guys have experienced and received from doing this, delivering this project? So, I mean, the evolution is not, is not done yet. We haven't delivered, we haven't delivered, we are working towards the next phase. Um, but I think so far going from where we've been to where we are today is, um, I mean, aside from the, like revenue is the end all be all right. Like we are now producing at higher capacity per AE and per SDR than we were a year ago. And this plays as a, as a role of it because we're spending our time in better places and reaping, you know, better results from it. Um, but in general, just having, you know, more structure and more process makes scalability a easier, easier thing to do. Like when, you know, we have 10 AEs right now, um, when we get to 20, 30 AEs, when you have, you're not going to be able to manage that machine with a lot of broken manual processes that are, you know, that are not, um, streamlined and easy to to go through so what, we, what we're doing right what we've done so far is set up a framework to be able to scale much faster um so that's that's a big win for us but where we where we want to go will will essentially unleash our growth because we're going to be able to uh capitalize on all the opportunities to help prospects that are looking for that help and that's just going to result in more dollars <laughs> Very cool. And I think um, I haven't asked you this on, on the live recording here, but how did you know it was time to make the shift from what you, you described as spray and pray over to the account based targeting methodology? What was the signal uh, to make that shift? So um, it was around starting to get an understanding of who uh, who our ideal prospect is um, and understanding who we don't want to be talking to not necessarily who we don't want to talk to or who's not ready to be evaluating us. Right, exactly. So um, it was really around kind of the, um, around the 5, 10, 15 employee companies where, you know, when you're spraying, when you spray and pray, you're going to talk to all ranges and then through, through understanding that we're starting to see a delineation um, was when, you know, was right around when I also joined and, I, and we were seeing this. And so we, we put that in place as a way to address um, kind of the knowledge that we're starting to get from our, from our spray and pray. Like we, <laughs> we, 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 started, we started to understand who we should be talking to. Um, and the conversations that were had up until that point were the mechanism for us to understand that. Very cool. And now as you look back, um, what are the key takeaways that you can share with us? Yeah, I mean, um, I think the, the beauty of iteration is is one really important thing that we, within our the sales ops team, um, we always talk about it and about like, you can't just flip the switch overnight and go from from zero to a hundred or, you know, from not, not good to great all of a sudden. So um, taking the steps, taking the baby steps, learning from them and, iterating on them is has been a really important component to any evolution that we've gone through specifically account account based marketing and sales fantastic and was there anything in addition to that that was significant for you around the change management change management process yeah for sure um so i guess like understanding how you know understanding how to make the changes 
that you want to make and make and have the sales team adopt the changes is a really big component because it's all around the habits that we have personal habits that we have like biting my nails is a really difficult thing to do but you have to force yourself uh you have to force yourself to do and you have to understand why it's important why it's great if you are able to change the habit or create a new habit so creating new habits just takes a lot of effort and focus and time and so that's similar uh that's similar kind of thread around we are making pretty big changes even even within baby steps we're making big changes that we need to roll out to the sales team so the change management around um you know educating um enabling them to understand why it's important to do something differently and for them to see how it's going to benefit them um is a very important and uh very important process to get right so that you have buy-in and so that you everyone's on you know everyone's on the same everyone's on the same truck going the same direction um it's a very big component of of making any evolution happen is you know getting everyone on board um and breaking bad habits creating good habits um is a big part of change management fantastic michelle thank you so much for delivering such a great um interview today we've really benefited from your experience we hope we can have you on here again on the Revamp podcast show. And I'm sure that the rest of this project will be equally successful as the work that you've already done. So thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, you've been fantastic and really enjoy speaking with you today. Thank you very much.